Thanks to our sponsor today, Arbalest, the UK's leading business finance broker for the Arb industry. If you're looking to finance a new or used machine, get an instant finance estimate from Arbalest. Find hundreds of trusted machines at arbalest.co.uk or source a machine yourself from any dealer or private seller. Arbalest will spread the cost of ownership with competitive affordable monthly payments at a market-leading low fixed rate. Play online 24-7 at arbalest.co.uk. Arbalest is 100% impartial and 100% Arb. Welcome to episode 21 of the All Things Odd podcast. We've finally left the UK. We've been invited to come down to the deepest, darkest parts of Wales. Where are we, mate? We're in Swansea, aren't we? Yeah, just outside. Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. And I'm joined by Jack from probably one of the easiest names to remember in the industry, the Arb team. How did you get started in the industry, mate? Um, well, it's a bit about failing my S levels, really. And um, I was doing triple science, so it's a bit of a different change, really, on tact. My father looked at me and said, what are you going to do now, basically? And um, <laughs> I ended up being a bit of a loose end and I had to go and work for a, a landscape income, uh, tree surgery, a bit of a rough end of town, really, but it was okay. Um, learned my basics there and decided I wanted to pursue it further. So I, um, I did my basic change to the course. Um, and then I went on to work for a utility company. Um, uh, from there, then it developed. I was there for about three years. Uh, got all my climbing units. Became a quite regular climber, and then went on to work for a, um, a local co- tree surgery company, which is Arb approved. Yeah. Uh, and then went from it went from there, and we went back to work to utilities, and then this is where I ended up after that. It's, You've done a lot in the last well, like 10, 15 years. Well, yeah, I mean, being only twenty six, yeah, I feel like I've done a lot more. Done I have a lot more of it, and then you only started. You were just telling me off camera three, three years ago. Yeah, three years ago, three well, just over three years, and it's been a bit long, a good ride, really. To be honest, we've been lucky in a lot of circumstances. Um, as they say, you need luck on your side, and we've unfortunately, fortunately, we've had that. Yeah, you've had a lot of luck. How did you manage to get the Arb team of all names in the world? Because I thought that would have went years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, to be on, to be honest, we, it was it was a bit of a weird one. We started with like designs of the A team. And it kind of, def- <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, it was my, that was my father's idea. He was like, we'll put the A team, and then we kind of added the RB small after it, and then it, became, it kind of gradually grew into the RB team, and we, well, that's what we yeah. liked, and we stuck with it. And we've obviously, the, the brand has changed slightly with, over the three years, but yeah, we've stuck with it, and it's worked really well. So what are you focusing on at the moment, domestic, commercial, utilities, rail? Um, to be honest, most of our work is, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're about 60, 40 at the minute, I reckon, if not a little bit 70, 30 towards commercial work. Mm. Um. We do a lot of highway work, uh, stuff like that kind of things. Um, we do a bit fine at W occasionally. Um, yeah, we're quite, we're quite busy with the commercial work at the minute, especially this time of year is when we start getting really busy. It's not often a rock up to someone's yard, you've got like a lot of stuff around. How many lannies have you got over there as well? Oh, it, we, it, honestly, it looks like a Land Rover dealership. <laughs> yeah, we we got two at the minute. We um, To be honest, we did used to have three, but uh, we, we had to change one of them a few years back. Um, yeah, we, we, we've got two good Land Rovers and they've been, um, one of the, they've been with us from the start. Uh, we've recently bought a Hilux Tipper though, which is a bit of a, a strange one to us to have in comfort. Yeah, because I've seen that you're, um, you're, you're, it's a, the Hilux and you got a Forced as well, didn't you, at the same time? Yes, we did, yeah. That's going on to utilities now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, to well, we're hoping more. to, yeah, we're hoping to get all our tickets together and get it sorted and get onto it. So, I've been coming through Wales for the last four and a half hours. I've slowly started to notice when it gets to the larger cities, trees are looking a little bit thin on the ground. Is Ash back a bit of a problem in Wales as well? Um, yeah, it's, it's a major problem. As, as you, I'm not sure if you're aware that 
one of the first sites of Ash Dive back in the UK was in Ferryside, which is about 25 minutes away from here, in the nursery. Um, and that's where the first site of it all was back in 2012, they reckon, or just before. Um, so, yeah, it's been a massive problem, steady getting worse and worse and worse. We undertook a survey for a local um, uh, council, local authority council last year, and we I think we had 6,000 trees Jeez. marked. I don't know. Obviously, me and you, we weren't around with like Butchelling disease or anything like that. We were probably just little little twinkles in our father's eyes. But do you think it's going to be just as bad as that? Yeah, I mean, figures yeah. I'm hearing, I think it's going to be um, on a bigger scale, on a bigger scale in Dutch Elm, because unfortunately, down this way, apart from one uh, particular area in this area, we didn't really get affected by Dutch Elm, what I'm hearing, really. Um, it obviously, it's known as other parts, it's a lot worse. But Swansea had quite a lot of Dutch, um, a lot of Elm, sorry, but we didn't lose that much uh, Elm elsewhere. We still have the odd one now, though. Yeah, still coming out. So one in, one of the interesting ones, obviously, Wales is a different country to the UK. Are the rules and regulations of running a business different at all? No, it's, it's the same, really. We exactly, still, we're still part of the UK, still part of the UK government in, in the distance, and we've got, we've got the Welsh Assembly, which is an extra layer. We've got some interesting stuff that's unfortunately just come to an end, which is massive um, help towards employers in Wales, particularly was forestry first, focus on forestry. Yeah. Um, that was a massive help, which has just come to an end, unfortunately, um, to get youngsters into the industry, especially which I reckon the government need to really bring back because um, they paid paid for most of the training as well. It is hard at the moment. Are you struggling to find people? Uh, massively, yeah. yeah. Where, where's like, everyone gone we, all of a sudden? We've got an advert going. We've got an advert going out next. Uh, well, the next um, the start of next week for two new positions, a new team leader, and another climber. It's just a, we can't we can't keep up. Yeah, it's just I don't get like the industry. It feels like it's been demolished in the last year and a half to where ages ago you'd look on certain websites to be lads constantly asking for work and all of a sudden you go and well, I can't find anyone I know climbers who are getting paid 250 a day at the moment it's absolutely insane numbers yes yeah you're right yeah, yeah I mean it's like it's, it's all sorts though, isn't it I mean it's it's, it's right across at the minute um, we're quite lucky a lot of our um, boys have come to us we've trained them up from uh, no tickets right away through and we found that there's a lot more loyalty that way than if you were just to employ yeah. Um, staff that they've got all the tickets they come and they, as well they see a better opportunity they go there's no ties yeah. um, how many lads have you got on there um, there's eight of us um, eight of us in total this is the, with a gentleman in the office yeah so you've done quite well like over three years when you started was it just you and the groundsman or did you manage to get a couple of people to start off with yeah so um, when I was working in the utility sector there was a gentleman that worked with me on every uh, James he worked with me on every Saturday, Sunday we were working Saturday, Sundays, evenings everything to try and make it work because we knew yeah. our goal was to go and he's um, be, been with me from day one so we both gave a, gave a notice in at the same time <laughs> um, yeah. so we, we set the date that we were going to go because the work got out of hand in domestic we, we were having like five months, six months of domestic work to do on Saturdays and Sundays we, we couldn't keep up and we were putting like one, one case I think on one Saturday we had ten men out and just on a on, on like trying <laughs> trying to keep up with our work that we um got ready for us to go yeah. and it just got silly so we said right we finally got to go we, if we don't go now we're never gonna go um we bought a Landro tipper which we still got and our first little little one fifty and off we went and he came with me and uh, we we haven't looked back but we learned quite quick that a team of two isn't the most efficient no um so we wasn't long we went long taking on like a labourer come basic groundsman um and then. Shortly after, Sam joined us as a set, as another climber. So we went up to four within, oh, within I reckon, within, definitely within nine months. Was it scary when you when you finally went, right, handed me notes in, I know I've got the work. Okay, if a client cancels, what do we do now all of a sudden? I've got to try and find in the extra work. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially when you don't have commercial work to fall back on. Like, you I mean, you've always got to let domestic clients know and it's a lot of hassle organising stuff. Um, when we were found, um, yeah, we found that we had a lot of good support from people that we already met from before. We had a lot of returning customers from domestic work that we'd done when we were part-time. We were working part-time for a good year beforehand. Yeah. Um, and we had, we had a, we managed to secure a graveyard contract, um, which was, it wasn't strictly all tree work. It was a, it was a graveyard that was well overgrown. We had to clear all the bramble. We were in there back and forth for nine months, 12 months. So that kind of gave us an edge to like, if we had a day that we had cancelled, we could drop in. Just dropping out the grave. Yeah, it was brilliant. You ever do nights on that job? No, we, we haven't <laughs> done nights on that job. No, we've done nights on other stuff, but never done on that job. But that job has been fantastic. Um, we still got it now to this day that we do, we do work there quite regular, so it's it's good. It's good. It's a good uh, thing to have in your pocket. Yeah. So you're still like a fairly new company. You've had to deal with COVID for well over half of the company's history already. I've already noticed you've got a couple of COVID posters up oh, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we won't talk too much about DIA. Have a... Um, I've had, a, I've had a good conversation with them. They're going to come on the podcast in the future. How have you managed to still grow the business, keep the employees safe, and not just completely rip your hair out? <laughs> when COVID first hit us, we decided we had a... We had a we, we, to be honest, we hadn't been keeping up with our firewood that we sell. So we managed to have two weeks just splitting firewood and processing firewood. We had to th- think of exactly what we're going to think of, what we're going to do and what we're going to put in place. And we've quickly found out that people learned that they're not going to go away this year. They soon decided to spend it on their garden. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we soon, yeah, pretty much to be honest, our, the phone calls, we are, we increased our advertising a little bit and the budgets and we kind of found that our phone calls were swamping us and that's, we actually allowed us to expand massively. We actually expand, we, we doubled the size of our company during COVID. I think mean, it's been like that for a lot of tree surgeons where the people have been at home, they've been able to go in the gardens in the afternoons or at the end of the day and went, yeah, looks like a little bit of a mess. Well, yeah, a lot of people are spending a lot more time in there. I mean, they didn't, that, that was their own little um, exercise space, as the government put it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think a lot of people are using that a lot more and they wanted to make it a lot nicer. I mean, I spoke to a lot of trades, like um, people fitting decking, carpenters, all sorts of all, um, doing all external works all of a sudden, and there was massive amounts of money spent in gardens. I've noticed we've got, like, some quite unique tools around. So I can see still, I can see an FSI... And then also behind us, I have to tell you to get it out. You've got quite a lot of echo tools as well. We've also got some battery stuff over there. Yeah, I mean, that was a, that's an odd story, that is. It was, um, <laughs> it was quite quite a way back. Um, we've always used, been a fan to, fans of still. We've had still, I, my father's had still all his life. He's, he's, he's cut it as well. Um, since a young age, he's had stills. We've had Husky, we started buying Husqvarna's then. The boys started liking, they're like the, the speed of Husqvarna or whatever. And then before we know it, we started noting notice reliability issues um, more and more. So we, I mean, especially on the, the latest five six five sixties we've had, I had a couple of five sixties that the like crank bearings went really quick, and like it was in my my, my personal five sixty that we I use myself. Yeah. Um, it went within three or four months, and we couldn't work out why. It might have been just a one off, but we kind of noticed that they weren't performing as we wanted. So we, I went a good friend of mine's an echo dealer, and we went to have a chat with him, and they got two year commercial warranty, and. We started out buying a couple of electric battery stuff because they were extremely light and I liked the quality of the product. And before we know it, we've now got um, pole pruners or triple sticks, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, we've got a big, we've even got invested in a big saw. We've got all the saws right up now through top handles and we're going to use that for other stuff in the future. Because the lads enjoying using the Echo stuff? It's it's a sore subject, I think, with us <laughs> in a minute. Um, some staff that have... Um, you know, recently, a lot of boys have done training not recently, but they've come through us. They're not, they've, they're not bothered by it. Yeah. And a couple of boys that have always had Husqvarna's will never use anything but a Husqvarna. Yeah. But um, I think that's personal preference. I think it's like anything. 
So it's chasing trousers and boots. It's like when you get trained in college or when you get trained with a provider, whatever they start you off with, you tend to stay as a loyal customer with them. Yeah. Until you eventually go, oh, I'm fed up with the dealer or the quality's gone piss poor, and then you do actually start looking at other items. It's like a prime example for you is you've had a couple of Timberwolves and now you've switched over to Force. <laughs> That's so subject. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, up. Yeah, so yeah, we've kind of, uh, yeah, we've gone across the force this year. Uh, they've been great, to be fair. We've had a few issues with that big one, uh, the ST8. We had a few small issues with that, but they've they've always done it. Um, I think you've got Arlen who cut an edge coming on as well, and he's like a yeah. local um, repairman for Forst. They've sent him down a couple of times to do a few small tasks, and he's always here next day, or if not the same night. He's worked on to nine o'clock some nights with me to get something ready for the next day. Um, and they, they, yeah, they've been great. Um, unfortunately, with our, my, my local Timberwolf dealer, did a few things that upset us. And um, and when we took raised it with Timberwolf, they didn't give us much support either. So there was no option really to put the, to go across to the um, to Forst. So I the, think. The, the darker orange side. But it is if you do have a problem with your machine, that machine's there to make you money. Yeah. And if you don't have the dealer back up, it is so easy for you to instantly go. You know what? I've spent thirty odd grand with you on a chipper. I've asked for you to come out. You've Palm me off, we've said it will be a couple of weeks. Where we're forced, you've had Alan come straight down, works till nine o'clock, you've had the machine the next day, there's no downtime. And that's what a lot of businesses rely on is going, right, we can rock up, we know the machines are going to last, we're out in the day, we're making the money. Yeah, you hear a lot of these stories by saying they're forced on the same quality and et cetera. But, I mean, it's, in the day, everything's built cheaper these days than it used to be. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when I first started, I had a big old Vimea, and as I say, you're on to yourself off camera, we had a... Uh, that, that that thing weighed a ton and a half and it was only a six inch chipper. Yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. The Vermeers like tanks. Oh. I only ever see like local authorities with Vermeers because you shove like concrete in there and all sorts. Yeah, well, exactly. That's it. But um, to be honest, back to same, like same with the force. I mean, it, you, you know, you pay for what you get. And to be honest, if you wanted to go and get something extremely heavily well built, you go for Schleisen. Yeah. Um, I mean, a, a local company got one of them and it's an incredible piece of kit. But then yet again, I mean, budget wise, you need to focus on what you want to focus on. And, um, yeah, I mean, the force with us, we haven't had no issues with it. Uh, major issues that we have, we've really upset with. So you've been buying quite a few little bits and bobs. I've noticed walking around the yard, you've got a digger down there. And then you've also got this mute that I've never seen. It's what colour would you even call it? I, yeah, it's just behind the camera if you're watching on YouTube. I, I, I kind I kind um yeah, it's it's like a turquoise, isn't it? It's like a weird, yeah. it's a, yeah, they've actually I think they've actually started bringing them in different colours now as well. But when I bought that, unfortunately you went like it was just a one colour. I think it's an Italian it's an Italian brand. It's fantastic Zyma. Um it's we've never had we've had a few little niggly problems, but yet again the backup's been brilliant. Uh Phil uh, my, my the sales rep I've dealt with, um, or the salesman I've dealt with. Sorry, he's been fantastic. He's um, any issues? He's been down, and he comes from Liverpool. Hello, the scouser. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's come from Liverpool, and he, he's um, he's always down. And if not, he can he sends a gentleman, local gentleman, to me that always again. I've had I've never added down more than twenty four hours, forty eight hours most. When do you know as a business where you go right? We need to invest in extra equipment because you've got what well, you got over there. B twenty eight, which isn't exactly the cheapest of. Of machines, you had job of Vermeer before, yeah. We did, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, investing in kit, there's a couple of options really where we noticed. Um, we've up, we upgraded from the Vermeer due to liability, uh, reliability issues. Um, so the Vermeer is an old uh S2, two, five, uh, SC252, and I think the clock was showing like 950 odd hours on the <laughs> uh, but the engine had been changed and someone had modified a few things, so yeah. it wasn't quite factory. And unfortunately, with that, we kept going through clutches and a 400 pound a time. We kind of decided it, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't worth thing worth doing. Um, but the other option really is we know this as well. It wasn't just reliability. Is is if you, the staff 
um, you have two choices with what we found. You either invest in like um, getting more staff and then doing it the harder way, like yeah. climbing and having three climbers up, or you start investing in cherry pickers and moops, which are a lot make staff a lot more efficient. Um, like the arb digger, we um, we we call it the arb digger. We use it, you know, every piece of timber we can, we lift in three meter sections, um, and bring it straight back to the yard in three meters, and that's that's great for later on firewood processing as well. Do you think lads coming into the industry expect businesses to have the latest equipment, the top line of everything, and then still go, oh, I want 160 quid a day as a groundsman, or I'm not getting out of bed? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, to be honest, we all like gadgets. We all like shiny yeah. stuff. You know, it's I I I think. Uh, I think as an industry, one of the most we're one of the most gadget-based, shiny people. We love shiny kits and fancy stuff. I think it's it's always been like that. Um, even if it's like the latest carabiners, look at the colour of the ropes and the carabiners for starters. But it's nothing is cheaper now. Well, no, it's, everything it's, costs a fortune. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, even the, like the new boots they're bringing out now are like multicoloured. <laughs> well, we had a pair of the um, I can't hacks hikes, or hacks hikes, whatever you want to call yourselves, they're going to kill me. These sensors a pair of the boots that were like red and yellow, and I looked at them and went. Mine like the sixties and the seventies back here. Yeah, exactly. Like some of the you look at some of the clothing out nowadays and you just go, not quite sure that'll that'll work. And then you see some climbers head to tail in um Arbortech gear or, or anything like that. And you, you look at them and go, You've got about like four hundred quid's worth of Prada based products on that. <laughs> yeah, you, you could you could probably buy a bit cheaper a suit cheaper than that. Yeah. <laughs> but um to be honest, yeah, so yeah, you know, we we decided to go down the kit route and then we've had to um get staff in to demand the machines really um, we could try and get the kit as many places as possible the cherry picker fits through a doorway it is skinny for what it is the size of it is it 20 19 meter yeah 19 meter 19 yeah meter. It's, it's, a, it's a good bit of kit with I think it's got nine and a half meter side reach so it's a decent fair amount so again another one of your big targets three-year-old business you're in the top 30 of our businesses Right, who is it with? Because I've seen... Oh, it's the Horticulture magazine. It's, again, like, um, quite a large magazine, actually, I believe. I don't really... Um, I mean, I, I, I've signed up to it since, as a, as a courtesy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they, they approached us and asked us, uh, they've seen our reputation online, and they think they look at your reviews, and they, yeah. they ask you to send your accounts in. Hence Noisy they, buggers. So, yeah, well, not, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just to show roughly where you are yeah. at on it. Um, I think they normally come out and do a site visit with yourself as well, but during COVID, they couldn't do that. Um, and we, we ranked, I think it was 26th or something like that, I think, around that figure. And, uh, yeah, we were very pleased with it. Good stuff. But, uh, it, it, it allows us to, um, well, kind of set the standard, really, of yeah. ourselves and keep the standards high. So, we kind of, I started my business a little bit younger than you did. Well, you started yours when you were 23, 24? Yeah, 23, I think. So, I started mine when I was 19. Wow. When you went out pricing up work, did you ever like have to explain, "Oh, I'm actually the company owner. I'm I'm the one who does everything." How did you manage to like get the respect of Joe Public and then like other people in your area as well to go, "Look, I'm here. I might be young, but I'm ready to go with it." Yeah, I mean, it's the same as anything, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah so that's that's we, we, that's a tough one. I've had to fight with a lot, and um, uh, we still have it now. Um, you would turn up and they're like, "Are we expecting Jack?" I, I am Jack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're the company owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're young. You look awfully young. And I, I'm quite baby-faced as well, as I keep getting told. That's why I grow this beard. <laughs> was, if, I, if I'm clean shaven, I look like a 10-year-old. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the thing. Yeah, you just you just get... You, to be honest, you learn to ignore it almost and just get accepted. I mean, you know, pe people are always going to say things about you and different things, especially yeah. like that. It's because I had it like a load of times. I'd go out, I'd press up the work, and I'd go back. And they go, oh, yeah, well, can you get the boss to give us a ring because we're, we're not quite happy with the quotes. And they go, you are speaking to the boss. And they look at you and they'll be saying people go, oh, you've done really well for yourself. You're 19 years old. You've got the van. You've 
yeah, well, congratulations to you. And then you get others who just want to completely slam you and just try and get you completely out of the picture. Yeah. I mean, you can go two ways. People like to support youngsters and like, you know, start businesses. I found that I had a lot of like people trying to support me and do, do things they didn't have to do. Yeah. Um, especially when I started out. But then again, you can also go against the people who want experience. Yeah. And, you know, when, you know, I've been climbing, I was climbing since I was a kid with my father. Um, yeah, I think you had to bring a harness in from America for me and my sister. I got pictures of us uh, climbing like, like when I was like five and six, um, alongside him up, up the tree outside we got here. Um, but then again, when I, I was starting to work with weekends, my father was 15, 16, and so I've been in the industry a decent amount of time. But everyone says, oh, we always have 10 years experience. Oh, I've only been doing the job for all two years. It's, it, it annoys me when people say, we want the experience, we want the qualifications, but you've got to give those people a chance to get the experience, to get the qualifications, to actually advance up the ladder. Um, again, with the, focusing on like, the young aspect, how do you deal with the stress of everything? Because I know it's, it's not easy running a business. No, I mean you got. I mean, to be honest, I live and breathe it. I, 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 I enjoy the thrive of business. I, I, I'm as I, I was always told. Some I can't really tell me this, but I was told by a really good comment. If you're, if you're an arborist before a businessman, uh, work for someone else. If you're a businessman before an arborist, work for yourself. Yeah. I was, and I, 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 I be honest, I couldn't agree more with that. And I personally feel I'm a better businessman and arborist than ever it was. I wasn't the best arborist by far. I think that's what, like a lot of arborists have just listened to that and went. Oh, yeah, actually kind of makes sense, that. Because I'm starting to notice the more interviews I do, you can tell the guys who are really focused on business and growing the actual business itself and the ones who just want to climb, make, like, X amount per year, and then just... They, they kind of know... I, I don't know if they actually do, no, actually. They'll eventually get to a point where the business won't grow anymore and they won't have a clue what they need to do to get to that next level. Yeah, I mean, we went through a stage, it was quite interesting, when uh, a while back, where the boys... Um, I was on the tools a lot and then I had to start coming off the tools more and more. And I'm sure they started thinking I was just sat in the house with my feet up. Yeah. Um, but they don't see the hours. I mean, even if you were like lying in, you know, like had, um, like an easy morning in the office and your joggers or whatever, but they don't see the fact that you're doing all the paperwork, but then you're out until seven, eight o'clock in that evening pricing in the summer because, I mean, people don't want to always want you in that. Look, they, they, they're working in the day. I mean, COVID's changed the way we price work for me. I mean, I can price work all day now. I mean, there's people in the house all the time. But before, I had to be out until 7, 8 o'clock in the night. Yeah, wait till they get home from where? Well, exactly. Everyone's home at 5 o'clock. So again, three years, you've not stopped growing. What's no. your next little adventure? Because I've heard on the rumour mill a training skill as such. Yeah, um, yeah. so I mean, obviously, we, I feel that we've brought on a lot of... We, a lot of our staff, the background is, we've brought a lot of staff in from different walks of life. So we've had Josh, um, he's an ex-engineer. Oh, well, they put two, two ex-engineers, Josh and Jamie, uh, Josh did his tickets um, up with uh, Tom, Tom Derb Derbyshire, I think it is, is his saw pod? I think he did yeah, Tony Derbyshire. Yeah, yeah, Tony Derbyshire, sorry. Um, I've never met him myself, but uh, Josh highly rates him. Um, so, yeah, he, he had his um, tickets paid for by the army as he was coming out. Yeah. So, but, but he was working with us in the background. Every time he had leave, he'd come back and do a couple of weeks with us, so, et cetera, when he was coming. Um, and we'd train him up and give him a bit of experience. And Jamie then, as another ex-engineer, left and went on a driving job and wasn't too happy. And he came across, um, we, we offered him a job as a trainee almost, and he's excelled. He's take, you know, he's got, he's, he's, he's excelled massively and um, we feel that we can offer that to other people. That's where the big thing is. And we've had the opportunities, we've hit, look, hooked up with a few in, uh, instructors and, and assessors and we've kind of going for it, I think. We, um, funny enough, the website's getting launched next week. Oh, so it's like really soon, it's all starting to happen. Yeah, it's all starting to happen. We've, uh, we've, got, we've got already got 12 uh, people booked in on Chaser courses. Do you ever put your feet up? 
No, oh, so always going. Yeah, and I was, I was, that's another another one saying I was told quite a few years back as well from from a really close friend of my father's <laughs> is if you stand still you're going backwards in business. Yeah. So what have you learned from running your business that you never knew and never actually knew about? Yeah, not to take on to other people's feelings too much. I've learned that. I mean, obviously, obviously, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a few people in the industry that dislike you, um, but if you if you're successful, there's a lot of jealousy. Um, I wouldn't worry about it too much to be honest it's one of those things that you just gotta keep on and keep going and the other thing that business teaches you as well is is you value your time yeah. you, I mean the things that you'd like before you put when you work with someone else you can chill out and you like you've got all, like, all evening when you do it when you, with the actual time you do have you then you, off work you enjoy it a lot more yeah. do you have an exit strategy for your business or is it a case of you're gonna do it till you're 50, 60 years old I, I'm enjoying it too much I think okay. I planned anything like that yet no um I mean, I, I'm not on the tools that, that often anymore, to be honest. I'm mostly, I'm in the office or out pricing or on the road doing something else. I'm normally, uh, I'd be lucky if I'm on the tools twice a week. Twice, oh, you've got it easy then, haven't you? Yeah. Twice a week. <laughs> Ace. All right, Jack, thank you very much for having no, us down, mate. I really appreciate it. It's been great to actually get an insight into the ARP team because I've followed you on social media. It's got to be easily two years. And I've always went, how has he managed to get the ARP team of all names in the world? <laughs> we were very lucky. We were very, very, very lucky. Um, we just never noticed anyone else had it, and they just yeah. kind of expanded from there. It's, a lot of people get confused when we try pronouncing on the emails and stuff. That's a bit of a difficult one. It's a funny one because I, I ring up businesses. Go, yeah, it's Tom from All Things Arb, and they go, Tom from where? And Tom from All Things Arb, and then they'll ring through and go, yeah, it's Tom from All Things Arb. It's like yeah. the words Arb. You work in the industry. You should know where it is. Well, yeah, I think a Scouser and a Welshman just can't pronounce the word "arb" at all. No, that's a that's a good that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you always and it, we, I end up spelling it out. <laughs> it yeah. takes forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jack, I appreciate it, mate. No problem at all. Thanks, Tom. A great, good speaking to you, and look forward to listening to more of your podcast. Thanks to our sponsor today, Meriorb, the only first aid kit designed just for arborists. You'll find them on Instagram at Meriorb Training. I've tested 20 first aid kits over the last few years, and this is the best one on the market. Designed specifically for our sector, Meriorb's got everything you need in an emergency first aid situation, from Celux to Israeli bandages, there are dressings to tourniquets, you name it, Meriorb has it. Forget trying to find the right kit, Meriorb has done all the work for you. Go to Instagram, stick in Meriorb Training, when you buy your Mediob trauma kit, mention all things Ob and get a free gift. Thanks to Mediob for sponsoring today's podcast.